Welcome to the Spiritual Business Spotlight podcast hosted by Sue Ellis Soller. Spiritual Business Spotlight is committed to shining a light on spiritual and sensitive entrepreneurs from around the world. Today's podcast is brought to you by Sue Ellis Soller. If you're feeling overwhelmed while setting up your spiritually based business, or if you'd like to see what the future has in store for you, check out Sue's work at sueellissoller.com. That's S-U-E-E-L-L-I-S-S-A-L-L-E-R.com. So welcome, welcome. Today we are going to talk about imposter syndrome because it's something that comes up for a lot of spiritual workers and healers throughout their careers. It doesn't necessarily start out or only manifest when a person is starting out. It can come up when they're well into their career, a few years into it. And it basically is when a person questions if the work they're doing is actually real, if what they're doing, if they're actually qualified and certified to be able to give advice or to work with tarot or to heal other people. So it's something, I mean, there are good things about looking at yourself and exploring your own work and making sure that you're keeping your rituals and that you're not succumbing to some of the social standards that are out there or, you know, when we're doing tarot readings or when we're working in advising positions with spirituality, some people find it a lot easier to actually just kind of say what a they know a client wants to hear without really tapping into their guidance or their intuition or even getting their cards out. And I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about the or I am talking about those people because that's when you have to stop yourself and you have to say, okay, am I really doing this for the higher, greater good of the person or am I doing this for a way to make money, make a quick buck? And there's a huge big difference between those two thoughts about things. And there is a huge big difference in helping somebody to heal and grow and just telling them what they want to hear. And many of us when we're working, we're actually looking at our own work from a spiritual perspective. And also, you know, we can't help but to be people and we look at things from a self-critical perspective as well. And so when we're working with tarot cards, when we're doing healing work, when we're doing advising work, a lot of the outcome is outside of our control. So we can only advise, we can only use our guidance and support to help other people, but there is a lot of personal responsibility that has to be mirrored or given to our clients so that they actually are making the changes in their lives that they need to make. And so we're facilitating that healing. We're opening up that strength and power within the person that we're working with. And it can be really, really difficult for us to kind of face criticisms or if a client comes back and says, well, what you told me was wrong and 
you're just a fake and you're a charlatan and this and that and the other thing. But you say, well, did you do all these things that I, I said that were caveats or that you needed to take care of in order to move yourself from where you are to where you want to be? That then becomes like, perhaps I'm not an imposter. Perhaps you're the one that needed to take the initiative in your own life and take the advice and actually apply that advice that I gave you to your life. So feeling like an imposter, I had something come up the other day where when I, so I've been studying personally, I've been studying esoteric stuff. (laughs) We'll just lump it all into stuff for, you know, since I was in the single digits years, I was always fascinated by ghosts and by crystals and rocks. And, you know, I remember when I was probably even before I could read, I sat in my bed one night and I just thought about how big the universe was and how small and tiny I was. And so a lot of people who might work with star seeds might think that's a sign that I'm a star seed you know. Um, But as far as studying and everything, I was always really, really interested and fascinated in everything and anything, symbolism, numbers, you know, candle magic, colors. And during high school, then I started studying more of the psychologically based symbolism, you know, Jungian stuff and Freudian stuff and dream interpretations and a lot more quote unquote witchcraft things. And I say quote unquote, it's all witchcraft stuff anyway. But, you know, topics that related to that. I got my tarot cards when I was 16. Well, I got my first tarot reading when I was 16 from somebody else. And then I got my deck when I was like 17 years old. So I'm 46 now, and I've been studying all of this stuff for quite some time. And so for me to have imposter syndrome is like kind of this really, it's almost like a mind fuck, you know, when you get to that point where somebody says something about you and you kind of take it to heart, or you're just like, you know, when you, when you're examining what you're doing and you're saying, is this actually helpful for other people? Am I actually doing what I wanted to do with this? Am I actually doing the work? Is this work real? And that can be such a hard thing to gauge, honestly, and you are going to be critical of yourself, overly critical of yourself. Sometimes we all just do that. You know, um, for me, this recently came up because I mentioned to somebody that I was trained as a life coach. I took the life coaching courses from uh, Southwest Institute for Healing Arts. And then I went to the Austrian Kama, which is the Chamber of Commerce, and they didn't accept my credentials as a life coach. So I decided to read tarot because tarot, working with tarot and advising people from a spiritual perspective is essentially the same as being a life coach, only you're using the tarot cards as the basis for your conversation, as opposed to different coaching tools that I have. And it really kind of, when you look at it from the outside or external perspective, you might say that, you know, spirit guided me to what I was supposed to be doing in the first place. 
And so it was just something that was a natural transition for me. And it was based on an outside circumstance, which we could say is something like the universe intervening in my, you know, to set me on the right path. So that was something that came up in another conversation, I think. I'm not really sure. I I think I was feeling a little bit raw <laughs> this recently. And this is when imposter syndrome is going to come up for you when you're feeling raw, when you're feeling insecure, when you're feeling like questioning yourself, doubting yourself, doubting. And there was really no reason for me to doubt myself. I do, you know, a lot of tarot readings. I know the cards inside out. I know the symbolism. I know the meanings and everything like that. And I also apply them to people's lives in a way that's based on those practices and beliefs that I learned in life coaching. So I give my clients the ultimate responsibility over their lives. I know that I am co-creating with them and the divine to create a better life for themselves. I think that it's really important for even tarot readers to have a foundation in something like life coaching or, you know, I don't want to say they have to get a psych, you know, a, a degree in psychology or a, a certificate in life coaching or whatever, but I do feel like it's really important for a tarot reader to take a step back and to understand that the readings that we're giving are not to impose our will or what we see in the cards or what we're hearing and, and all of our intuition and guidance into the client's life, but to give them an overview of what's going on from a different perspective so that they can make better decisions, hopefully, knock on wood, moving forward and change their life for the better. But ultimately, we have these tools of intuition. We have these channeling tools. We have these, you know, some of us are, are, you know, channeling really deep, powerful, profound messages. Some of us are using our voices or sound or energy to heal other people. And heal is a big word with a lot of different meanings associated or behind it because heal people think that you know you get rid of the illness and this is another thing that contributes to imposter syndrome is that right now the medical community and the scientific community is kind of at a place where they're melding these spiritual traditions and these spiritual healing methods and you know, even things like aromatherapy or, you know, um, you know, sound wave vibrations. I mean, this is stuff that is moving into future medical and psychological and, you know, connective concepts and development of those things. And so right now we're kind of in you know, I would say we're emerging from the dark ages as far as understanding the human body as a holistic system where everything actually works together and all of the things influence everything else. So it's not just your liver that's a problem. It's sometimes the energy or the way that you process energy and that actually affects your liver or your metabolism or whatever. So it's 
you know, it's going from a time where everything was very isolated and not seen as the overall thing, lifestyle, spirituality, socialization, um, the food you eat, the ground you walk on, the amount of time you spend in nature, just different things like that. So without going on a tangent about those things, you know, coming back and reeling it back into energy medicine and the, you know, the benefits that simple things like touch and talking and being listened to, those things are really important. And so in if you're evaluating those things from a strict medical standpoint from, say, that was initiated in the 1970s or the 50s or whatever, then <clears throat> people who are doing spiritual work might feel like they're imposters, like, or that the work that they're doing is not actually helping people or that people will look at them and feel like what they're doing has no value or service when actually what they're doing, the energy that they put into their practice, the energy that they put into their clients, the energy that they're using when they're working with their cards or healing other people is actually very important and significant and does create change in people's lives. And so if you're evaluating imposter syndrome from a space where your self-confidence is lacking or from a paradigm that really doesn't understand the totality of everything that you put into it, I think that I've switched modes somehow. But anyway, then it's going to trip you up. It's going to trigger you. It's going to, you know, kind of make you think and wonder. But when you do get into a place where you're thinking about things and you're wondering about things and you're questioning your work or whether or not you're an imposter, that's a good time for you to step back and take a good look at what you're doing and actually the benefits that it has for other people instead of what you see from a flawed perspective or what you see from, you know, this perspective of anxiety or lack of self-confidence. Because if you are starting to feel insecure about your work, maybe you do need to step back and, you know, examine your rituals, make sure that you're not, you know, kind of pandering to the, I hate to say to the lowest common denominator, but to people, you know, just telling them what they want to hear instead of really working with your cards and your intuition or with your craft in a way that is perhaps more beneficial, but a lot more honest as well? Or did you change the way you're doing things and has it made you feel insecure? Or are you comparing yourself to other people in a negative way, whereas you should be focused on your work and not what other people are saying about your work or your background or your history? You know, a lot of us come from a lot of different backgrounds. A lot of us, a lot of spiritual people, even though we're not supposed to judge or, you know, talk about other people, it happens in the community. And so, you have to take a look at yourself and you have to stand back and you have to say, you know what, look, I would, for me, it was a real wake up call because I had to say, you know what, look, I can throw cards with the best of them. I can do my energy work and I am not an imposter just because I started out on a different path with a different course 
doesn't make me any different than a lot of other people. And being able to use tarot and being able to read tarot and being able to teach tarot is a blessing in my life, as is doing energy work and healing work. And I know deep in my heart that I'm not an imposter. So I have to make sure that if something kind of triggers me or something makes me feel upset about my work or insecure about what I do, you know, that's a clue or a cue for me to really see, is it my work that's bothering me? Is it the way that I interact with other people that's bothering me? Or am I just having a down day? And we all have those days where we're just not feeling the best, where other people's criticisms kind of get a hold of us. I mean, I saw somebody post the other day that a client of hers, a former client of hers, like saw her in a public space and kind of yelled at her and said that her reading was totally off. And it really had made her doubt herself and doubt what she was doing in her tarot readings, even though I know from seeing her online and seeing what she's done and everything that she's a fabulous tarot reader, but we're not 100%. Uh, the work that we do is not going to settle right with everyone that we work with. You know, if you see somebody who says, I have 100% accuracy, or if, you know, they don't have any one-star ratings or, you know, things like that, you know, sometimes that they're cherry-picking their results. Because really what we do is very individualized. It's a very sensitive work that we do. And we don't gel. Our work doesn't gel with everybody. We don't get, you know, five-star ratings from everybody we work with. But just because somebody else has a bad reading or doesn't take your advice right, or you're not in the flow that day and you knew it and you took calls anyway or whatever, doesn't mean that your work isn't real, doesn't mean it isn't significant, doesn't mean it doesn't have value. So, you know, at that point in time, you just really want to take a step back. Like I said, if you're feeling insecure about your work, if you're feeling like you're an imposter, do some internal work for yourself. Draw some cards, you know, say, what is it that's triggering me right now? Where is this block coming from? Is it somebody, is it um, internal? Is it originating from within you? Or is it something that somebody said that you might have taken personally, which, you know, we all do at some point in time, we're all humans. And especially a lot of us who are doing this work are very sensitive. And so, you know, if you have a moment where you feel like you're an imposter, just do what you can to get over it. Because Nine times out of 10, I'll say 9.9999999999% of the time, it's not that you're a fake. It's not that you're a poser. It's not that what you're doing is, you know, being a charlatan or whatever. It's just that you, like everybody else, had a bad day or took something to heart that somebody else said or, you know, 
internalize some kind of criticism that you received, which is, you know, normal. It's to be expected, but don't let it mess up your game. Don't let it turn you away from the work. We need your work here. It's not that you were called to do this work because you're a fake. A lot of times you're called to do this work, to get over the blocks, to help other people evolve, to do something good, to bring a different way of doing things into the world. So don't let insecurity, self-doubt, something somebody else said throw you off your game. Just, you know, it's that old adage of, you know, if something knocks you off your unicorn, you just get up, dust yourself off and get back on your unicorn and go on with your life. So I think that's all I wanted to say today, and I hope you all have a fabulous day. If you've experienced about with imposter syndrome, or if you've helped somebody work through their own issues with self-confidence or with their work or bringing their work out, I would love to hear your input, your advice, your you know your experiences. So please let me know. You can send me a message at sue at sueellisseller.com or info at spiritualbusinessspotlight.com. And I really look forward to chatting with you some more on our podcast. Of course, I'm always looking for people to interview to talk about all the exciting work in spirituality, shamanism, earth-based magic, tarot, Reiki, energy work, the... um, combination of intuition and medical stuff. I love it all. So if you would like to be a guest on the show, please drop me a message at info at spiritualbusinessspotlight.com and or you can check the notes from the show and I will send a link. So I think I was actually on the site looking at the get interviewed. So it's www.spiritualbusinessspotlight.com slash get dash interviewed. And that gives you all the information so that you can set up an appointment and we can talk about what you want to talk about. So with that, I wish you a fabulous day and I hope that your energy flows and your vibe is high today. Thanks. Have a good day. (laughs) 